Hey, everybody. Before we get to our episode today, I wanted to share with you about an exciting movie that is coming out on September 17th. It is called Blue Bayou. It's from award-winning writer and director Justin Chan, who also stars in the movie Blue Bayou. It is the moving and timely story of a uniquely American family fighting for the future. It stars a character named Antonio LeBlanc, a Korean-American adoptee raised in a small town in the Louisiana Bayou, who's married to the love of his life, Kathy, and stepdad to their beloved daughter, Jessie. Struggling to make a better life for his family, he must confront the ghosts of his past when he discovers that he could be deported from the only country he has ever called home. It's inspired by true events, and Blue Bayou shines an important light on the impact our immigration policies have on American families today. Blue Bayou stars Justin Chan and Alicia Vikander and is in theaters starting September 17th. For tickets and more information, visit bluebayoufilm.com and listen to the Blue Bayou interview episodes on Dear Asian Americans, Korean American Parenting, and The Chanchi Show. Thanks, and here now is our episode. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been well. This is Jerry Wan, your host of The Asian Americans, and welcome back. Uh, excited to share. Uh, you just heard an ad for Blue Bayou, uh, Korean-American adoptee story uh, by Justin Chan. And today's guest is another a star, uh, a writer and director of the upcoming movie Shang-Chi, uh, Dustin Daniel Cretton. Uh, the movie's coming out this Friday, so I encourage everybody to go and, and uh, make plans to go watch it. There's a lot of fanfare around it. There are billboards and um, TV ads everywhere. And really glad that we're able to share this story of the movie, but also the people behind the movie. And so uh, really grateful that we were able to spend a little bit of time with Destin talking about his journey into creating this movie and what it means for his kids, for all of our kids and for uh, Asian Americans in uh, entertainment going forward. So we wish you health and happiness as we continue to uh, go through challenging times related to COVID, uh, the, the Delta variant and other global uh, events. And so uh, we hope that this week and this month in September, uh, watching Asian American movies uh, will bring a little bit of uh, a pause or perhaps inspiration and happiness into your lives as well. Uh, thank you again so much for tuning in. And without uh, much to do, without further ado, uh, here is my conversation with Destin Daniel Cretton. Destin, it's a pleasure to meet you. I saw you on the press thing that you guys did with the whole team last week. And I had a chance to uh, watch the film last week, thanks to our, our uh, wonderful friends at TDW. How are you cool. feeling? It's it's uh it's out there, right? The the movie's out there, and um, you're just waiting it for it to be really out there. <laughs> yes, it's partially out there, getting ready to be really out there. So I, I wanted to ask you questions and sort of get to know you a little bit better, and obviously talk about the movie. Our show centers around the idea of. Asian American stories mattering in a time and in a place where, at least when I grew up, folks know who listen to the show know I'm 38. I didn't really have a lot of Asian things to look up to, Asian American things rather, in the context yeah. of not just superheroes, right? You know, we're going to talk about today, but just even role models outside of your very stereotypical jobs. You know, it was a little bit different for me. I was born and raised in Korea for the early part of my childhood. So seeing Asian people on TV was a thing. But when we moved here in 92, that was a little bit different. So how important was it from a cultural connection perspective for you, Destin, for you to work on this film? Because you've done other work that wasn't necessarily starring or sharing Asian, Asian American stories. Yeah, this is actually my first time 
um, we're working primarily in an Asian or Asian American story. And I weirdly didn't even realize it until there was the announcement that, that they were looking for directors for this story. That, that's when I, it really hit me that I, one, had never worked in, in a movie that was dealing with my own culture um, and that I had this clear hole in my childhood that, that I did not have, have uh, in somebody in the, the superhero genre to look up to and to dress up like on Halloween. And it, it, it was very exciting to go in and have that initial conversation with Marvel and, and try to create a, a superhero that my ch childhood, my childhood self could, could be proud of and something that my, I, I would be proud showing my son one day. Yeah, I, I feel the same, man. You know, I, I have a son who's four years old, a daughter who's two, and just even having toys of Shang-Chi and, and, you know, books and stuff where it's just like, hey, you probably, they don't, they're too young to understand it, but this looks like you and this can be you because this is you. And you're right. I, I don't think many of us actually grow up realizing or even internalizing a lot of the superheroes that we mimicked or played or dreamt of being when we were kids don't look like us, you know, and so just even the idea of that, I, I think is cool, but even more so Shang-Chi tells a very culturally in tune story of the connection between what so many of us have experienced as Asian Americans, but also going back home, that missing piece of code switching, multicultural understanding and sort of what culture is, what honor is. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of three themes in, in the movie. And then on that topic, how was it working with some of the household names that we know now, which is excellent, uh, sort of the new generation of Asian American superstars, but also with some of the OG Asian actors, as, as you know, we'll call like <laughs> folks like Michelle, yo, who it was sort of the, at least from my perspective, a really great blend of old school and new school, bringing everybody to the forefront. It was really important to us to have a, a movie that was, Yes, it's a Marvel movie. Yes, it is for a, a certain generation, a younger generation. But it's it was important for us to to show the very clear theme of of cultural respect that that we have as in in Asia in all of Asian culture for our elders, for the generations that came before us. And to have these legendary superstars as a part of our story was not only important to the, the story that we're creating, but to, but to create this mentorship between this new generation of, of actors and watching them be mentored by Tony Leung and Michelle Yeoh and Sir Ben Kingsley and, and hear the, the, the transfer of knowledge from one generation to the next was such a special experience behind the camera. And you see the result of it in front of the camera. You, I, I think all of these performances are heightened and enhanced because of that relationship that was happening off camera. I'm a big believer in, in creating an environment that reflects the story that, that we're trying to tell. And the community that was built on this set 
was really special and and having that cross-pollination between generations and the transfer of wisdom through lived experience was something that that was um really special and and really connected to the themes of this movie speaking of the casting the experience um all of you had a tremendously difficult and challenging production as it was widely reported in having production halted everybody isolating and not even home in, in australia where you were filming how did that play into what came of the project pre and post and and then what did you learn personally as a director or writer um as a filmmaker in in that regard i honestly it it would have been much harder if we were the only ones in the in the world going through it everybody was going through that same challenge in one way or the or another and a lot of people were going through it way harder and way worse than we were we we felt very privileged to be one working for a studio who took care of us and kept us working throughout the pandemic i i know a lot of friends who lost their jobs um we also were were privileged to stay healthy and i had my second son born you know about a month before the pandemic hit and and so i was able to take care of my kids while we were in in sydney and continue working so I, so i feel very lucky and i i honestly think a part of that that gratitude was what we poured into the movie like we we felt like we were kind of the the lucky ones who happened to be in in a place in the world that wasn't hit that hard at that time and we felt fairly safe in in sydney but we were also reading headlines that were really troubling and that were revolving around hate crimes to people that look like my grandma and my grandpa and it was part of that that made us feel like what we were doing was the right story to tell we it, it kind of it energized us and and felt like a confirmation that what we were doing was right and and it, so every once in a while while you're working on a on a story sometimes it aligns with what you really feel like you should be doing at that moment in time and the, this was one of those moments when we look at the cast and i don't know the behind the, the camera folks um as well but it reflects the global asian story and i think when we think about a marvel superhero featuring an asian actor a lead actor in in simu we realize too that he's canadian nora rockwafina is from brooklyn and uh the folks the og actors are from asia and and ronnie is you know malaysian with a significant experience in australia and so even though here from the you know american perspective this is an american superhero movie that is chinese american it's kind of beautiful as you just mentioned that it actually reflects our global voice which i'm sure from a relatability perspective the movie is going to do really well but how was that you just mentioned sort of going through this not just the pandemic and covid but also seeing the hate crimes and seeing the the painful stories of people who could have been our grandmothers and mothers and then seeing people who look like me and you and our age range getting beaten up and worse were there conversations that were had on set amongst you all to sort of like you said this is greater than just making a movie in a special time when having an asian american superhero be potentially one of the biggest movies this year 
is far beyond any sort of could have planned this outside of the context of what had happened in the world. We had conversations all the time. I mean, it, it, it was, it was actually incredibly therapeutic to be on set surrounded by so many thoughtful, creative Asian artists. And we were all very deeply affected by what's happening around the world. It did come into play in what in the way that we were making this movie. And it put a lot more emphasis on making sure that the characters that we are putting on screen are really representative of real people, that we are showing an, an authentic portrayal of what it means to be Asian or Asian American or caught in between the Asian culture of your grandparents and the Americanized or Canadianized or where, wherever you happen to be growing up. We wanted to show the world that the images they're seeing in media are real people, listen to music like you do, who have family issues like you do, who have pain and struggle and hopes and dreams. And if each of our characters have all of those things and you can see them in, in the full scope of the human condition, I think it, it's, it's harder to, to walk out of the theater and see someone who looks like Simu and just think, one thought about them. It's harder to just plant a, a preconceived racist stereotype on that face if you've now been exposed to a whole cornucopia of personalities and experiences with faces that look like that. So, I mean, that's that's getting a little philosophical, but it, in general, we just wanted to make a, an authentic movie with characters that felt real. Awesome. And I, as one Asian American, that to another, again, thank you for doing this. I think it's really important and could not be more timely that it's coming out now and, and it's being celebrated as such. I'm not a MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe nerd. Maybe some people listening are. I enjoy watching the movies. I am not an expert in it. But telling our authentic stories within the larger context of, you know, a, a larger brand or a larger franchise I love the movie, but from your creator's perspective, did that, did that authenticity come through for you? Was that easy to get that out there? It's actually in some ways more poignant to make this movie in the context of a popular universe that has been populated by characters that are not, that do not look like us. And mm -hmm. to make the point in our movie that our little hints to our culture and personalities and backstories are just as important to nerd out on um, and, and to hold up on a pedestal and to watch our Asian character reach a level where he is as or more powerful than all of the other superheroes that we've come to love, I think is a powerful point to make especially if you just look at it from the, the point of view of a fan who, who looks like you or, or me and has been obsessively watching every one of these heroes uh, since, since the beginning of the MCU and now seeing for the first time a reflection of themselves, 
I think that makes a very strong point that I, I hope will empower a new generation of movie watchers. In, in the topic of empowerment, telling our own stories, in a previous interview, you mentioned some of the advice that you got from a, a fellow Marvel director and Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther. Obviously, I, I think there's so much awesomeness overall of us sort of telling our own stories. What sort of advice did you get from him? And did you guys ever talk about how cool it is that an, an Asian American man and a black man get to direct your own superhero movies in, in the world's biggest stages? <laughs> we didn't really talk about that per se. Typically when I talk to Ryan, it's less about movies and more about family. And <laughs> I think we get, we're kind of sick of talking about movies when we have, but, but I did specifically call him when I was trying to decide if I should do this or not. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Marvel the, or working for the studio. I didn't know if they, would chew me up and spit me out. I don't know if it would be a, a fight to get the things that I thought would be important into the movie. And Ryan assured me that to, that just was not the case. So it was um, the environment at Marvel is incredibly inclusive. And I, I found that they fought for the things that I wanted more than I did. Sometimes they reminded me of those things and that is a it, it's a very refreshing creative place to be a filmmaker particularly if you are a, a minority voice you talked about creating in shang chi a story that you would be proud to share with your son plans to go see it with him is he is he old enough to see fight scenes or will, will no, that wait he's three um i i, I would <laughs> um one day <laughs> but i you know, I'd, but I think of him when I when I was crafting this movie. I, I would think of the, the themes that I would hope that this movie and these characters would instill in a young man or woman. And the the themes that you don't have to be perfect, that you don't you don't have to be this perfect specimen of a human in order to be a superhero. The only requirement is self-reflection, is looking, looking inward, not to rid yourself of anything, but to look at it all and embrace the good, the bad, the joy, the pain. Every bit of experience that got you to the place where you are can be transformed into your superpower, can be a part of you moving forward in life through whatever it is that you're facing. And those are the types of lessons that I try to remind myself of every day. And I, I hope it instills something in, in a new generation of young people. One thing that I know it will do, it did for me and, and my wife as we were talking about the movie, is there are far more difficult family topics that are addressed in such a nuanced and sort of a contextually perfect way that we all deal with intergenerationally, but also interculturally these days, as our families evolve, our Asian American families evolve. If you look at the census data, we're growing, but we're growing differently than the way that we grew until now, more mixed race families, mixed race children, we're more open in talking about sort of the definition of honor and respect as it comes to our parents and our ancestors, we're redefining all that. And I think the movie does 
a, a really wonderful job of not being directive in what to think or how to think, but also getting us to think about how we face some of those themes in our own lives. Um, and, and I think that's really, really hard to do because as you said, it is a difficult topic to maneuver and it is everybody's right, everybody's wrong, but at least we should be more uh, open and, and talking about it. I, I am so excited for this movie. Um, people will listen to our conversation just before the movie opens. What, what do you want this to be in, in terms of, I know you're just getting started, Glass House before this and between those two, Just Mercy, Just Mercy, just one of my favorite movies still. Where, what, do you, what do you want to do professionally before, you know, this is, I think, in my opinion, one of the coolest things that you're going to do, but that's not to make <laughs> any, any comment about what's going to happen between now and, and forever. What, what do you want this to lead to? And then what do you want sort of the, the, the legacy to be for, for this? I feel very lucky to have a job that I am able to explore themes that reflect the moment in time that I am in and reflect the struggles that I'm going through at that time, the insecurities that I feel, the questions that I have. And I feel very lucky to have been able to work on projects that, that have really helped me process through things as I'm working through them. Will this be the coolest thing I've ever worked on? Maybe, but I will continue to move forward and explore another subject that I know will, will enrich my life in some way or another and hopefully do it alongside a, a team that is as amazing as the team I worked on with this movie. And not only amazing because they are at the top of their game as artists and you know martial artists or creatives they're an incredible team because they're they're a group of people who are open and curious and are collectively collaboratively exploring a, these themes and questions together that that makes the the creative experience unlike anything that I've really experience before and so I, I those, that's the thing that I'm chasing it's like I'm, I'm chasing another experience that will be life enriching and I don't exactly know what that'll be next but I, I feel very grateful to potentially have another job after this <laughs> well we we hope and uh I'm confident that there will be at least the Shang-Chi 2 and, yeah, I and hope many, so too. many 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 after that <laughs> Look, I am so excited, not just as somebody who's spent a lot of time talking to other Asian American leaders, but just as a kid in, inside who thinks it's so cool to see people who look like me speaking English, because I think, you know, I grew up with my dad watching, you know, Chinese Kung Fu movies and, and stuff like that. So seeing us and then hearing us are, are two very different things. You know, we have plans here in LA. Um, we, we bought out a couple of theaters opening weekend to bring friends and, and clients and and I know that I'm not the only one. And so the pandemic, which has actually been really kind of in a cool way, it's easier to buy out theaters because of restrictions <laughs> of capacity. So if you're if you're listening to us uh, on, on Tuesday when this airs or this week, please, of course, uh, stay safe and healthy. Just buy out a theater and take your friends. Be safe. I, I would also encourage folks listening Again, outside of the, the, the thing that makes it extra special for me and so many others, this is just a really great kick-ass superhero movie. 
And so maybe you don't understand all the cultural nuances that I may or we may, but overall, uh, themes of loyalty, honor, family, legacy, love, all these things are so just amazingly perfectly told in this movie. As, as, as a final thought, we close out our show as sort of a letter to the Asian American community. So Dear Asian Americans is a show, really uh, a love letter that I started to my two kids um, and to all the kids, um, young and old. Uh, to help really celebrate us and to inspire us. And so Destin would love to have you help us finish out the show in the way that we do always. Dear the Americans is a show that I started about a year and a half ago on my daughter's first birthday as a gift to her, my son, and to all of our children, including ourselves, young and old, as, as stories, our authentic stories that we didn't have growing up, we still don't have enough of, so that they might be inspired to do amazing things like play a superhero or direct a superhero movie one day. <laughs> and, and so we would love for you to help us finish out the show and say something to our community by completing the letter, Dear Asian Americans. Dear Asian Americans, I hope that you know that it is okay to be yourself. I spent maybe too much of my life attempting to be what I thought other people wanted me to be, or attempting to be a type of personality that was told to me as a personality you needed to make it in the industry that I was going into, or a personality that was the type of personality that, that would make you successful or accepted. There is a, a certain amount of shape-shifting that Asian Americans tend to do throughout our lives in order to fit in, in order to dodge the subtle condescension that, that may be targeted at you at certain points in your life. But I just hope that you continue to learn and relearn that it is 100% okay to be yourself. And not just okay, but that, that self is that culmination of experiences that makes up who you are. The good experiences, the quote unquote bad experiences, the things that were painful, the joyful moments, those are the stamp of you. And regardless of what you end up going into, whether it's creative or business or whatever you love, that stamp of who you are is what makes you special. So just embrace that, embrace that. Wherever you are, there's no like, and, and this, is, this is me talking to my two sons, this is me talking to me every day, to em embrace who you are, embrace the parts of you that people have called weaknesses. For me, Shyness and being quote unquote antisocial or or bashful, not being a great public speaker. These are all things that were repeatedly told to me as being weaknesses. What I what I actually found where for every weakness there is a strength. And these aren't things to overcome, these are things to embrace. And the moment that I think you say, this is who I am, and if you don't like it, then you can go find someone else to work with or hang out with. That's a moment that you become empowered, and I hope that you all 
find that place sooner than I did. And in the spirit of finding our authentic selves and being proud and just being us, your story through this movie will go a long way. When I first heard about the movie a couple of years ago, before I had to get the chance to know more about you, my biggest hope was that it would be one of us that would also get to tell the story behind the camera because that resonance and that, that ownership of our story is, is really, really important. And so could not have thought of a better person to create this for us, um, for our children and, and for forever. And so best wishes to you in the weeks leading up to this release. Looking forward to our four, three, two, and two-year-olds watching it one day <laughs> when it is appropriate for them to watch all these uh, fight scenes. But thank you for creating something that I can go buy toys of for my kids and their friends and for, for to not be a missing piece of the conversation that Asian superheroes exist in this universe. So thank you for all that you've done and that you continue to do in, in sharing stories. Destin, and uh, look forward to hearing more from you and, and seeing more of your great work. Well, thank you, Jerry. And thank you for doing this incredible podcast. We did not have something like this when I was a kid either. So thank you. That's what got me started. And I thought, you know what? If my kids don't listen to this, then it's my fault. And so <laughs> hopefully they're listening to all, all the episodes and whatnot. So uh, thanks. And then to the JPI team, to TDW team, uh, Disney, thank you guys for making this happen. Really, really appreciate everything. Thanks again to Destin for making time for this amazing interview. A huge shout out to our friends at TDW, uh, Bonnie Kwong and Stella Hill in particular uh, for making this happen to our friends at Disney and for JPI for coordinating the interview and get excited for Friday, friends, as we will be sharing another interview uh, with the team of Shang-Chi, Dave Callahan, the writer, one of the writers for this movie, who uh, co-wrote the movie alongside Destin will be joining us to share his thoughts and his experiences. Uh, so grateful that you have joined us. Follow us at The Asian Americans wherever you can. Hello at TheAsianAmericans.com is our email, and you can reach out just about anything. And until next time, we wish you health and happiness and safety.